This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Grayson Grunhaper, Sikkim365.com and 365 Sports joins us on this afternoon, the show right here. And we have uh, Grayson on Fridays at around 345. Grayson, thank you for your time. In your opinion, what is already what is a malaise of a football program at this particular time in the wins, not many of them, and a lot of losses? If they lose to Houston tomorrow, what happens with Baylor? I mean, I think it's pretty much the same situation that they've been in. And, I mean, simply put, I think the more that you kind of look at these things and the more that you kind of just kind of take a step back and you look at kind of how the season has gone in general, I think we're kind of at that point where it's like, does a win really matter? And does a loss really matter? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of one of those things where, yes, there's still a possibility of making a bowl game, but I think everyone is kind of at a point now where they're trying to figure out what's next. And if that what's next step is not momentum, then what is it? You know, where can you find confidence in the football program in general going forward? Now, I think a win does matter. I, I've always believed that wins do matter. It doesn't matter how you get them. It doesn't. It matters how many you get. But at this point for Baylor, it's just about getting confidence and finding that next direction as a team and as a program as you build towards the end of this season and into next season uh, if they do, in fact, you know, miss out on making a bowl game. Well, Grayson, the next two of the next three are their opportunity to – you know, kind of get back on track and, and, and have a shot at the end of the year when they play West Virginia. If you don't beat Houston and a flailing TCU, then, you know, we kind of know who they are. I mean, we kind of know who they are anyway, but um, I, I don't know if you can, if you can't get up for maybe trying to save the season, I don't know what you can get up for. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And that's a great way of putting it. It's just a matter of, you know, does Baylor have, I, you see, I hate saying does Baylor have the horses to do it because I do believe they have the talent to do it. It just it very much seems like throughout this season, you know, they've had points where you look at them and go, man, they should be able to win this game like Iowa State last weekend, and then they just kind of lay an egg. And, you know, they've, they've had eight home games this year and have not taken – or they're going to have eight home games in total, and they haven't taken advantage of it at all as they're one in five on the season at home, which is – completely unacceptable in a year where you get eight home games you got to take advantage of that they have not um but you're right i mean they get an opportunity this weekend against the worst team in my opinion on their schedule in houston you get them at home a chance to you know get your fans excited you got to go out and take advantage of that opportunity and you're right tcu is down this year they just lost to texas tech last night so you have a real opportunity to at least compete with a team that has definitely had baylor's number over the last you know 10 years really all right, so Keetron uh, Jackson's probably not going to play just based on the head injury last week. That's the assumption, at least. Uh, if he does, in fact, not play, you've always got Monterey Baldwin, as we know. But who in the world, Grayson, is going to eventually step up at wide receiver? Jackson was just starting to and immediately gets hurt. 
Um, so who is the guy? I mean, it, it feels like I think one of the more frustrating things is it's one thing when you're young, but we got to see some development, right? And at some point, like Josh Cameron or whoever, I mean, these guys need to start stepping up. So who do you think a good candidate for that could be coming up this weekend? I mean, I think Josh Cameron has to be continuing to do what he's done throughout really the last two years, which is just be a steadying presence for them. I don't think you're going to see him go out there and have you know a huge explosion of a game, but he's got to be able to catch contested catches, be able to make those plays, get first downs for this team. That's going to be really important. But I think you know, kind of the answer that you're probably looking for is who's going to provide maybe a spark or some juice to this passing offense without Detron, even more so than Josh has done. And I think the two guys that you have to look at, in my eyes, are probably Jordan Neighbors, who's been playing running back and then motioning into the wide receiver position as well. I think he could add some explosiveness there. And then, of course, Armani Winfield, uh, the former four-star prospect who everyone was super excited about when he committed to Baylor, but he hasn't really had, not just hasn't had the opportunity to really excel, but I don't think he's gone out and really taken that role. And so now that he's getting an opportunity to prove himself and show what he can do, is he going to be able to take advantage of that opportunity? But I think those two guys are going to be the two focal points to adding explosiveness. And then you just need Josh Cameron to kind of continue doing what he's been doing, along with, of course, the tight end, who I think will be utilized pretty heavily in this matchup. So these are young men. They're on scholarship. They're good kids, good young men. But if you're a wide receiver in the last couple of years at Baylor and you haven't pushed through – to have a chance or have not found a way to get more receptions or playing time? What does that say? You know, I I think that it's one of those situations where you probably haven't developed completely as a player. And and I think that whether that's from a blocking standpoint, a physicality standpoint, a route running standpoint, or catching the football, those four things seem to be really important uh, to this Baylor offense. And when you watch them play, it's pretty evident When you watch Josh Cameron play, he blocks people. He's extremely physical, and he catches the football. And so when you're doing three things like that, it's hard to take him off the field for even a guy who maybe has more talent but isn't quite living up to those expectations. So, I mean, Armani's going to get his shot this week, and he's going to have to take advantage of that. And if he does, then I think he could carve out a role going into next year, you know, alongside Hal Presley and Keetron Jackson and, of course, Monterey Baldwin. Grayson Grudaver with us, 365 Sports. Grayson, the uh, Houston offense, they have, they, they're they capable of taking a kickback for a touchdown or a punt back for a touchdown on every time someone, if they get kickoffs and punts. But um, the explosiveness, don't they have like four Monterey Baldwins in their offense, even though they struggle in many other ways? Uh, to a certain extent. I'm not sure they're quite as explosive as Monterey Baldwin, but they do have similar guys who kind of provide stability to their receiving core and are tough to defend. You know, you got Joseph Manjack, who was an underrated guy, but he catches a ton of passes for this team. He plays a lot of slot. He's just one of those guys that's always open, and Baylor has had a lot of trouble guarding guys like that uh, really over the past two years, to be honest. Uh, So he's definitely one to keep an eye on. And then the guy who's my personal favorite of the receiving core is Matthew Golden. Uh, he was the guy who I felt like Baylor should have recruited mm-hmm. more heavily uh, coming out of high school. They decided not to, um, or else I do think he, there's probably a pretty high chance that he would have ended up being a Baylor Bear. But when you watch him play, very explosive athlete, uh, good in the return game as well. 
uh, becoming more and more each year, becoming more of a complete wide receiver. And, and I think when you see those signs early in a career, like we have with him, that provides a lot of evidence about what he's going to do in the future. So he's definitely going to be uh, the other one in my eyes to watch. I, I think he's a very, very good player for that offense. Grayson, thank you very much for your time. Grayson Grunhaper, Sikkim365.com, co-host of the BearCast with Craig, also football analyst, recruiting analyst for the entire umbrella of what we do. Grove Media Network.